live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. So, Ken, it is the time of year when people reset their lives. You've got a whiteboard that's erased. You can write anything on this new year that you want. There's something grace-filled about a new year, Um, and sometimes people kind of do ish or wish they call it a resolution and then they change nothing that's right because the resolution is just that it's something that i kind of feel like i want to do maybe there's some guilt driving the resolution maybe there's a wish there might have been some champagne involved <laughs> that's in right setting the resolution uh, that's a good point maybe even peer pressure and all of Drunk a sudden goal setting yes. that's a resolution so we right? set a resolution but as you know the data is just abysmal they all fall off around february yeah. the gym gets gets empty again is, is how that years works. ago there were no machines available in january i was working with a personal trainer and he said no problem just wait till valentine's right. day there won't be a soul in here <laughs> 45 days in the gym yeah. is empty yeah. yeah so that's the difference in yeah. a resolution an ish a wish a goal a goal is something you actually do goals are dreams with work boots on and it means asking what do I need to do differently? What has to be true that was not true before to get this abundant life? And that's why you're listening to us. You want a more abundant life. We want that for you. We love you. We bust you. We encourage you. Uh, we pray for you. Uh, we cry with you. We do everything on this show. Also, you can have an abundant life, a more abundant life, and taking the steps to do intentionality with that. So let's do an old-fashioned goals setting lesson ken the old guys i mean brian tracy zig ziglar used to say there's a wheel of life and you need to set goals and be achieving and growing in all of these areas you need financial goals you need intellectual goals you need family goals spiritual goals physical goals career goals and social goals and all of those are important and generally speaking each of us have one of those categories or two that we're really naturally good at yeah comes easy for us yes and uh, one or two that are really difficult for us. That's right. And so you said uh, something earlier I want to just hone back on. You said goals are dreams with work boots on. That implies some intentionality and diligence to actually say, okay, this is what specifically I want to accomplish. And then I've got to actually get up and do that. Uh, and so I want to know your thoughts because I know you've been teaching this for a very long time, certainly with the Entree Leadership, our business division here at Ramsey Solution. So how do we put work boots on goals? When you set a goal, then you have to start figuring out and writing down how you're going to accomplish it. Okay, I want to lose 30 pounds. Great. When? Over 90 days. That's 10 pounds a month, two and a half pounds a week. Now, what are you going to do to do that. Just just setting the goal doesn't do anything. That's right. Well, I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to cut out breads and sweets. Okay, now we've got some tactical things we're doing to actually cause the weight to lose. I want to I want to uh, get out of debt. Okay, I got to get an extra job. I, I got to cut out the subscriptions. I got to sell the stupid motorcycle sitting in the garage, whatever it is, right? And, and so you're going to take some actions to hit the goals. And unless you do, the needle's not going to move. Now, goals that work 
are just dreams unless they're five things. They need to A, be number one, be specific. Yep. Number two, they need to be measurable. Number three, they need to have a time limit. So I want to lose weight is measurable, but it's not specific. Yeah. I want to lose 30 pounds is measurable and specific. But then you ask the question, how long do you want? You want to lose up 30 pounds over the next 10 years? Mm. Or how many times do you want to lose 30 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's okay. Good. So I want to lose 30 pounds over three months. Now we've got it. Like I said a while ago, 90 days, that's 10 pounds a month, two and a half pounds a week. Yeah. As soon as you put a time limit on the goal, you can back the math out. Okay. I want to read through the Bible. Great. When? Mm. In a year. Okay. 12 months. Right. Well, now we can look at the number of chapters in the Bible, the number of books in the Bible. They have an Old Testament, New Testament, read through the Bible plan. There's lots of them. I want to run a marathon. Great. When? Mm. And, and now we can back into a training plan of how many miles I got to run to get ready for that. Uh, the, the next two things is goals need to be in writing. Why is it important that they're in writing? I'm not positive, but I have achieved almost none of my goals in my life if I didn't write it down. Yeah. The Bible says in Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2 to write the vision and mm -hmm. make it plain. I, I, it's almost weird, magical, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, you're pretty much ensure it's not going to happen. But something about when it leaves your mind and you, and you write it, and I, I would physically write it. Like you like to write with a pencil. I do. I do. I absolutely do. And, and I think there's something that happens there in the, the physiology of that yeah. that causes us to go, okay. I'm going to lose 30 pounds and you write it out. That's I'm right. going to, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars this year and you write it out. That's $8,333 a month. That's $2,100 a week. What have I got to do to get there? Yeah. You know, and you, once you start putting it on paper, it's there. And the last one of the goals, it has to be your goals, not your mama's, not your Ooh, wife. That's important. My wife wants me to lose 30 pounds. Not going to work. Yep. My mama wanted me to be a dentist. I don't want to be your mm -hmm. patient. Okay. Uh, you know, don't live other people's goals, live your goals. Yeah. And uh, you people in leadership help people set goals that they set. When you set goals for them, it's not a goal, it's a quota. So true. And what will happen is a goal towards a desired future that's not your desired future, as you just laid out some examples, those goals now become distractions. They're actually distractions from what you should be doing. You'll never finish them. Our team's built a guide for you to help you do goal setting. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash goals, and it'll help you with this. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you need to touch these different areas. You need to do the seven different things, financial, intellectual, family, spiritual, physical, career, and social. And in each of those areas, then, you need goals that are specific. They need to be measurable. They need to have a time limit. They need to be in writing. And you have to have personal, emotional ownership of them. They have to be your goals and you can put we can put forth a thousand examples of people that have done this and how it works and oh by the way if you didn't lose 30 pounds but you lost 28 yeah i think you won yeah absolutely you know there's an old phrase out there we don't know who it's attributed to but the person who aims for nothing hits it every time and i'll tell you i've used this this tool this tool is unbelievable because it guides you through it so you don't have to stress out we're going to give you the categories, the financial, intellectual, family, spiritual, physical, career, social, and we walk you through how to actually use this, and it's going to keep you accountable. Oh, this is a wonderful guide to really make some serious gains in all of these areas in your life in 2023. Well, I'll help you with the financial sector. It's free. There's that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. All right, RamseySolutions.com slash goals. Ish is a wish. Drunken resolutions don't count. We're setting real goals. This is grown-ups. 
We're setting goals. Knock it down, baby. Get after it. This is your year, baby. Go get it. Get you some. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, we know uh, with talk of inflation and uh, actual inflation, and when you go to the gas pump, you have a minor freaking heart attack. We know with the recession having hit, not much of one, but it is a recession. It's kind of a wimpy little recession. It's like a baby recession. A little tiny baby baby misty recession but it's here and so uh we know with all that it can be scary uh and with that oh now you can get real scared and i'm out of control with my money yeah now you can get real scared and how am i going to retire and how am i going to get rid of these student loans okay you don't have to live like this you have to get to the point where you say enough is enough and decide to make some big changes because uh you can't keep doing the same things you've always done and expect different results. That's the definition of insanity. That means it's time to, time to try Financial Peace University. Uh, you're going to learn the proven step-by-step plan to actually win with money. And when you follow the plan, you'll not only get out of debt, build wealth, but become outrageously generous, learn to work with your spouse on the money, and, uh, man, the whole subject starts to be a smile instead of a frown. So uh, if you're ready to say, I've had enough then I go to RamseySolutions.com slash enough, and we'll get you into Financial Peace University. Almost 10 million people have done this. RamseySolutions.com slash enough. Time to get with it. Tyler is with us. Tyler's in Tallahassee, Florida. Hi, Tyler. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Hey, so I'm a, uh, a farmer, and I'm a young guy. I'm only 27. Um, and I also work full time for a, uh, as a, in like a maintenance position and, um, I've, I've grown my business and it's been kind of like a side hustle in a way and it's never really made money. And then this year we, we made around a hundred thousand dollars Wow! in, um, profit for our blueberry season. Yeah. We, we grow blueberries. And so, um, we had a really good year and I'm kind of torn now I'm, I, I've, I've worked for five years or six years now on building this business up and it's, it's always been a dream to make, make it work and it's made it, I've made it work and now I'm like, what do I do next? And so I've got some questions about, um, what do I do with this money? Um, I have some debt, um, I have a truck payment and we actually owe a little bit on our farm. Both of those, uh, combined are, up. I think it's 45,000 almost to the dot. Mm-hmm. Forty-five thousand one hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do I pay that off? Yes. Um, well, another thing is, I have uh, so blueberries are very 
they're kind of a, a, a specialty crop, and you have to be careful with them because frost in Florida, North Florida, frost can really damage them. Mm-hmm. And so I've been I've been squeaking by. I don't have the frost protection that I need, which is going to cost like seventy thousand now because you know the price of everything has gone through the roof, and it's ninety percent PVC pipe, and you know that's just gone through the roof with with prices. Mm-hmm. So do I spend the money on that, or do I get out of debt? I mean, I, how many acres have I'm you got in? Uh, how many acres have you got in blueberries? Um, it's six acres right now, uh-huh. um, but I want to expand, and that's uh-huh. that's the other side of the question. I've made money, and I'm to the point now where I can't grow anymore until I do this full time. I've either got to, you know, or get off the pot, and I don't know what to do there because I, I either work full time. I'm, I'm working full time right now, you know, seven to five. And then I, I go to do my farm. And How I predictable farm from, is this you know, crop annually? Uh, it's pretty predictable with frost protection. I mean, the so what? What, what is? Why is this the first time so, in five years you've made this money? Well, I've I've started the business. So when you start it, you you your plants are really tiny, and then they have to grow for three years, and it just takes money. And and so we we started with a dream, me and my wife, and we acquired some land. Now we've got the land. It took us a couple of years to get the well and everything, get the money together, and then you know five years comes along. This is just our first profitable year. We've it's your first. Plant, it's so your first real it. crop. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, that makes sense. I understand that. What okay. do you make in your day job? Uh, about forty-one thousand. Is that gross? Yeah, that's okay. gross. All right. I would work one more year, mm-hmm. and I would pay off all the debts today. And I would put in 50% of the uh, frost protection, three acres. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about that, but the problem is you have to put a large well in. And so the, the water is, it, you basically are, are irrigating the whole six acres. You're making it rain out there, a quarter of an inch of rain per hour. And so I, it, it's either all or nothing. I can't do half of it. No, it's so, not. No, it's not. The well is not the whole. I mean, you put the well in and put some of the pipe in. Well, you the don't have the money to do the whole thing, and you don't need to do this. Or you do not. You do not need to borrow money to do frost protection. And effectively, when you've got m- borrowed money on the land and borrowed money on the truck, and how much is your truck worth? Um, it's uh, in today's market. Who knows? It's a twenty nineteen F one fifty. How many miles? No, that that's like a sixty thousand dollar truck, right? I would say like 45 now. Yeah, probably. Sell I, don't, it. I don't know. I hadn't looked in a while. Sell it. Okay. And do the frost what do protection. I haul my tractor with? <laughs> well, get an old truck. Okay. Tractors don't care how new the truck is. The only person that cares is the redneck yeah. behind the wheel. Well, this is our, our mainly our only truck. I'm not going to argue with you. You make $41,000 a year. You're driving a truck that's too stinking expensive. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes, you're it's nuts. And you need to get rid of the truck and get your frost protection in, go make you some money, and then get you a nice truck later. But get you a work truck right now, like real farmers use, not pretend ones. Yeah, nobody. that's a very good point. The tractor doesn't care, and your, you know, your family doesn't care. There's no, no value out of that. Uh, listen, I he's dodged the bullet. You've dodged the bullet to this point on the frost. I understand it, but paying off the I debt. I am not going to tell you to use this money yes. to put in the frost protection and keep the debt. 
yeah, and yeah. drive that truck. I'm not going to tell you to do that. It's not yeah. what I would do if I were in your shoes. Yeah. You've worked too hard to get to this point, and the crop is at risk because of the truck you drive, not because you're unwilling, to, not because of debt. So get rid of the stupid truck. Now you got the money. Ta-da! Just like that, it all worked out. Yeah. Except for, that, except for that ego part yeah. on the truck. But, yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah. And I, then I want to address, he, he asked the question, hey, I also want to. By the way, to I drive a nice truck, and I don't mind you having a nice truck. But, the you know, the truck is way down the list of things that I care about in this conversation. I care right. about this crop, this business. Right. I care about growing, getting the frost protection on it so we can stabilize the predictability of the crop coming in. The business model is firmed up considerably when you do that. Now, next time you make a whole bunch of money, you can quit work, move up in trucks, and buy acreage. That's exactly right. With next year's crop. That's right. So that's when you make the move, Tyler, full-time. You've got all the other stuff paid for, no debt, and now you can pay yourself more than what you're actually making in your day job. It's a math It's a math equation. That's you don't when have you the, the money move. to pay your bills if you quit and use this money for frost protection that's and correct. debt reduction. That's correct. So you've got to work one more year. At least. And when the crop comes in next time, set that money is set a year's worth of living expenses aside yeah. and then use the rest to expand the business. I just wouldn't be in a hurry, you know, and I agree you can do it in a year, but even two years, just stock, stock that money up. Only 27, 26. Yeah. Yep. That's what I would do. It's an interesting call, man. Thank you. Thanks for sharing all that with us. That's, I'm happy for all your success too, by the way. I love blueberries, Dave. High in anti- antioxidants. Just in case you were keeping score, um, you're not. You and you, you like the you, blueberries. You and my health food wife will have to discuss this stuff. <laughs> Sharon knows about blueberries. I don't know about it unless it's bad for you, <laughs> and I have consumed it recently. So there you go. And I have the physique to prove it. So shut up. I'm not saying uh, anything. I know you're not. Isn't it time to go you're, to commercial? You're way too smart for that. <laughs> Turn the commercial up. Turn the bump music up. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why their comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Ken Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today, number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose. Yeah, you can have purpose in your paycheck. It'll work. And you can have a paycheck in your purpose, too. It'll all work. Bob and Liz are with us in Portland, Oregon. It says on my screen, you guys are debt-free. Congratulations. 
Well, thank you, Mr. Ramsey. It's a pleasure and an honor to speak to you. You too, sir. How much did you guys pay off? Uh, $206,000 over approximately 42 months. Yay! And your range of income during that time? Uh, 160 to 112. Wow, down. I love it. What do you guys do for a living? Well, we're both retired now, but we uh, work for the telephone company, and my wife was a registered nurse. Okay. And so at the end of this, you pulled the plug on it, huh? Yeah, pretty much, yes. Literally within a month of uh, paying off the house, we were... Uh, so you have a $112,000 retirement income. Yes. What is you, what, How old are you guys? I am 66. My wife is 63. Very cool. So what kind of debt was the 206? Uh, pretty much all house mortgage. We've been free of other debt for several years now. The 206 was our mortgage and then $1,000 for an emergency fund and $1,000, I believe, a visa bill. Wow. You guys are incredible. You're weird. I love you. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. So, uh, what happened, uh, what, four years, three and a half years ago? Uh, here's my wife. Hi, Bob. I mean, hi. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> hi. So... I was listening to your show about three and a half years ago, and you had some old guy on there, and he was like, I paid off, blah, 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 and you were like, well, how old are you? And he's like, 77 or something. I can't even remember the whole thing, but I thought, I am 59. I do not want to retire with a house payment. So that I just, we followed your steps. We have been doing Davish for a while. We, I decided to do it, and we just went... You know, we just did your steps. I stopped. So you went and told Bob, hey, I was listening to some old guy on the radio. And before, before I get old, I don't want to be like, I, I want to be like him. I want to be debt free. What Bob say? Uh, I've, I've actually been, you know, we've been working toward this point for a number of years. So and what, just, it wasn't a hard sale then. Oh no, not at all. I mean, it's, you know, I remember when we got out of debt except for a mortgage payment right when our daughter went into college. That was such an outstanding point because we were able to pay college out of our, basically our monthly budget and there was no debt involved in our daughter being in college. Yeah. And that is such an, as you have said, it's a freeing thing. You're, how how you know, many years have you all been married? We've been married 37 years. Have you had a house payment the whole time? Yes. Yes. So the other day when you paid the house off was the first time in your married life you've been 100% free. Yes. 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 Did, did you feel it physically when you did that? Did you, like, it, like a switch flipped? No, not really because it was a point we were working toward. We got there. We knew we were going to get there. And it was just like, kind of like, Anticlimactic. It was a blessing, yeah, and we're just like, say thank you. Yeah. Well, we're proud of y'all. Well done. So, All right. Dave, it was what kind of what kind of happened was, you know, we went from one hundred and sixty to one hundred and twelve just immediately. So, so it was like our income went dropped. So, I think we've had two months now without house payment, and you know, I retired, and you know, we kind of ran around. I think once we settled down. We will notice it. Oh, I see. It's like, you know, we've been going.
going crazy. You know well, you, I mean? you cut your income considerable. That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, simultaneously, you cut your income. So it's yeah. like you, you didn't really experience the extra house payment coming into your checking account and not having to go out. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you are free. Yes. Okay, so someone's listening that's 59, and they're wondering if they're too old. Talk no. to Talk to them. Okay, I would say you're never too old. I don't care if you're, you know, 80. There's You can do it. I mean, obviously, you know, we I had a good income, but I didn't work any overtime or anything. I just, what really changed, what we really think helped a lot was, you know, we've always tithed. And God was so gracious to us during our time that we were like, didn't have any backup, really. We, the way we got our three-month emergency fund was from a car accident. And other than that, we only had 15000 which, you know, is a little bit of money. But it was, it was the graciousness of God, truly, is how we were able to do it. I mean, that's, that's what I think anyway. Well, Liz, you, you've mentioned a couple times you guys went crazy. You've been running around. You haven't even had a chance to really absorb the fact that you've gone two months without a house payment. I'd love folks to hear what that discipline was. What was the craziness? What did you guys do to tighten down uh, the hatches and, and really get after this thing? Well, we did nothing. <laughs> nothing? I mean, literally, we didn't take any trips. Oh, but, right. Uh, we, I like, I was returning bottles. I don't know if Tennessee, you can return bottles, but I think people that I worked with thought I was like (laughs) stupid, you know, just, you know, you don't buy books, you go to the library, you know, you cook at home, you don't eat out. You know, it it was a little bit of a drudgery. Was it worth it? I mean, if, if I had to do it again, I'd do it over seven years rather than four. Ah, okay. All right. That's good advice. Well, well done, you two. Yeah. Very, very proud of you. Here you head into retirement. Not a house payment, not a payment in the world, and a great income. You are set. Very, very, very well done. You'll get to do anything you want to do at this point. So proud of you all. How much do you have in your nest egg? Oh, uh, We have about, we, we both have pensions. Mm-hmm. We both have Social Security. Mm-hmm. And we have approximately $750,000. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Nope. And what's in, my, the, in our 401ks? And wow. what's uh, w- what's the house worth? Uh, six hundred and fifty thousand, maybe. Okay. Wow! So how much? You so you're mil- you're millionaires at sixty six years old. Congratulations! You're baby step millionaires. You followed the baby steps to get there. Uh, did you uh, inherit any large sum of money to cause you to be there? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I I inherited thirteen hundred dollars once, but uh, that's been it. Okay. <laughs> that that laugh was for you millennials that think that all money is inherited. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the best sarcastic laugh I've heard in a week. That was fabulous. That. Well done. All right. We've got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. You should have been in the book. You is one. Also got a copy of Financial Peace University, the uh, one-year membership to that. You can give that away and get somebody started on this same journey you're on that puts you in this position. We're so proud of you guys. Very well done. And even a copy of Total Money Makeup over for you to give away as well bob and liz portland oregon two hundred six thousand paid off in 42 months making 160 to 112 because they retired when they paid off the house that's how that worked count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one we're debt-free 
Oh, that's so fun. She reminds me of my grandpa. When he was uh, like 80, he would say, that old man down the street. Right, right. Yeah. And she's like, that old man's 77 years old. <laughs> this old man called in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You got to love Liz. She went high there, too. Like, Bob was pretty – you could tell her personalities in that call, you know, on the screen. Like, Bob was steady. Liz went up high there. She was very excited. I hope Bob takes her out to a really nice steak dinner. Or whatever kind of dinner she wants. That's true. She deserves it for putting she up with you, does. Bob. That's it. That's the way it is. Yeah, she's married to one of them old men. She, that's true. She delivered bottles. So's my wife, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us, America. Brandon is with us next. He is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Uh, not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. Actually, what goes into my question is that I'm taking my real estate exam come Friday. So Good for you. I'm literally yeah. in the process of studying for that. How old are you? I actually have to give you a little. Uh, 28. Good for you. So, That's fun. I have to I have to give you a little bit of hard time because you tell people not to book with, you know, your uncle or your brother in law who just got their license a month ago and I'm just letting you know you're cutting into my business. Like that's who I am. <laughs> now right you ain't now, even passed so. the test yet. We're not worried about you cutting into <laughs> <Yeah>. your business. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So I was, I'm a little hurt every time you say it. I'm like, No, my family's gonna hear this and they're not gonna call me. So uh, my question actually pertains to that. I'm moving from uh, having more of like a standard, you know, monthly or by, you know, by month weekly, I should say paycheck to now I'm working off commission. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I are neither particularly disciplined when it comes to budgeting. It's always an issue for us. And so we are this like new season of kind of having us uh, income fluctuate. And I was just looking for like tips or just like, how do I go about when I just don't know when it's, you know, when it's going to be pouring and rain, you know, money's going to be falling or when it's, you know, a dry season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that looks like, and so how do I, how do I kind of navigate that, especially when it comes to like investing or even like a mortgage or looking to eventually buy a house at some point, all mm-hmm. of that. Okay. Your wife work outside the home? Um, she does at the moment. What does yeah, she make? She does. Um, she makes about 1500 a month. Okay. All right. And so we know we've got that coming in. And the first things you're going to do with money are food, shelter, clothing, transportation, and utilities. So buy food first, make sure your utilities are paid second, pay your rent third. And you probably don't need a ton of clothing. You probably have enough. Most Americans do. And, um, food, shelter, clothing, transportation. You gotta make sure your cars are running. 
Um, and you probably can do a lot of that on her 1500 agreed yeah i mean decent bit of it for sure yeah and and so that kind of takes the pressure off because if you're warm and fed and dry because you're under a roof and there's heat and there's food in your refrigerator your your psychology your emotions are in a different complete a completely different place even if you just did it all in your mind just now you feel a little bit more peaceful than just oh god how are we gonna eat well we got her 1500 that's just calm your butt down you know so that's you're what you're doing is you're working through the facts and that starts to dissipate the irrational fears then the re- reasonable fears are those things um to uh, uh that everybody has and and then what we're going to do is everything that doesn't get paid that's the most important things from her 1500 we're just going to make a list of those things and you can visualize doing it with a yellow pad and just make a list of them you can do it you can do it in the every dollar app you can do it wherever you want to do it but just make a list of those things and then go okay if we if if i make one sale and we can do three or four more things than we made with hers what are we going to do what we're going to do what's the most important next thing and then the next most important and put a one by that what's the next most important thing put a two by that the next most important thing put a three by that and you go on down the list and and, you know and here's the thing in the real estate business you're not going to make many sales that close within the same month that you make the sale most of the time you got about a 30-day lead time minimum now uh and if you list a house in this current market you're the listing agent that's what we call money in the bank because there's a shortage of inventory right now so that puppy's going to sell so you can project a commission on that out there 60 to 90 days within 60 to 90 days maybe sooner um and certainly if you have a deal under contract that has to close by the end of next month you know next month that commission's likely going to be there it's not 100%, but you can start to plan pretty intelligently. So you're not going to suddenly make $20,000 in a month you didn't see coming. You're not going to suddenly make zero in a month that you didn't see coming. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if you're going you into go a month that has planning? zero in the pipeline, you're probably going to make zero. <laughs> if you're yeah, going into a month that's... look at buying a house. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, when go looking to buy a house. Well, when you get to that point, that, like when you get to that point, you will have stabilized your real estate income and you'll have a somewhat predictive, you know, you go in a year, I make 60,000 bucks. That's 5,000 bucks a month average. Some months I make 10, some months I make two, but the average is about five. And you would very seldom have a zero month in the real estate business if you're ready to buy a house. Would Brandon, you- are you in a full-time job now? Um, I am, I'm working at the moment, uh, when I was moving out here, I wanted a job that I like would pay some bills and take care of us kind of in the meantime, but I wouldn't get comfortable at because I want to keep myself hungry, keep pushing for the real estate. So I'm working currently at like a grocery store doing something like that in the meanwhile. Okay. How much are you, you, how much you making there? Um, there I'm making about right now, I'm making about 2000 a month. Oh, good. Yeah, so the reason I ask that, and Dave, weigh in on this, but Brandon, I would have you, listen, you're going through the process of getting the certification, getting qualified to do it, but the reality is is that there's there's no shame in you going, all right, I want to try to pad my, my transition a little bit. 
and I would even challenge I'm fine. I love the theory that you've got there. I actually like the way your head's at. Like I, I don't want to be in a really cushy, comfortable job because I want to stay motivated. I like where your head's at. But in this economy right now, you could go get another part-time job and and make an additional fifteen hundred, another two thousand dollars a month, and stock stock uh, stack some money away so that when you go all in. Uh, with what Dave just gave you, you guys have some padding there. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I just would consider that because I think to win, you know, you got to go all in as a real estate agent at yeah. some point. And you can keep working at the grocery store while you start your real estate career. I agree. The first three or four months. That's what I'm know, getting at. Yeah. The, I mean, you know, give yourself an on ramp here. Yeah. And because uh, it takes a little while just to know how to, you know, how to find the parking spot, you know, how to. Walk in there and how to fill out a contract. I, I want mean, to get your take on this. I would, I'm, I'm going to assume that a stressed out agent who's trying to feed themselves early on is going to come across that way. Sure, sure. Broke salesmen smell bad. Right. So let's take that pressure off of ourselves for this career that we love. Let's take the pressure off to provide with that initially, especially in a straight commission job like that. Yeah. I don't think you're going to struggle. No. And uh, suddenly become lazy. Mm-mm. from working at a grocery store no I mean, he's driven you know i yeah. don't think that's gonna happen you're gonna be fine with that yeah i would keep as much income coming in as you can until but as you get to the point that you can take the training wheels off yes and go full-time so to speak uh or, or really you need to go full-time now but work still work part-time at the grocery store you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing but uh uh but as you're as you're counting exclusively on the real estate commissions you will have a better rhythm for the pipeline, and then you would use the system that we just talked about, a yeah. prioritized spending plan. Most important thing to least important thing. And uh, let me tell you what happens, though, in the real estate business, because I grew up in the business, and I, uh, I made this mistake in my early years. You get a nice big check-in, and you want to jump over and do the big thing because that check, you know, I, I got, I got thirty eight hundred bucks here, and there's a thirty eight hundred dollar bill laying here. I could do that, and and then you uh, you look up and you go, oh, we didn't pay the light bill, mm-hmm. uh, but I did get rid of that big thing, you know, or I did purchase that big thing. I was even worse about doing that, mm-hmm. which is really bad. Oh yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, and, and so you cannot out earn your stupidity. You have to have a system and a process that gives the most important thing the highest priority all the way through, and keep working that. That's the best way to do that. But here, but here's the thing. Straight commission is not a problem as long as you're making money. Yes, it's all about the pipeline. You've said that a couple times. I used to have a straight commission sales job. And let me tell you something. Uh, your confidence grows as your pipeline fills. Because <laughs> yeah. then you go, oh, I learned how to fill the pipeline, and now I keep filling it, and now it becomes a continuation. Now you're rolling. If you've been making $2,000 a month in a grocery store and you start making $300,000, you will figure out how to budget. <laughs> That's right. You'll find a way to do it. So, I mean, you... It, you know, all of a sudden, fluctuating income is not a problem. That's correct. Fluctuating income is the biggest problem when there's not much of it. That's when it's a problem. Yeah. So go make a pile of money, dude, and go be so excellent that you become one of our endorsed local providers, one of our Ramsey trusted people. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.